Hi friends, you're listening to Created Podcast, and we're your hosts, Amanda, Taffy, and Emily. Every week, we'll take a deep dive into the topic of worth and identity, and how by discovering more of who God is, we can discover more of who we are created to be. No matter if you're a lifelong Christ follower, new to the faith, exploring, or skeptical, our hope as we tackle discussions around this topic is that you will find we're all not too different in our struggles. We believe there is hope, clarity, and confidence in understanding our worth and identity. Welcome back to the Created Podcast. We are so excited that you could join us today. Um, this episode is especially exciting for me because I have a lovely friend that is joining us from uh, my time in Youth with a Mission. Um, I say a lovely friend, but um, she still is my friend, guys. So just in case people think we're not friends anymore, we are still friends. We have the lovely Angela Puyu joining us. And um, I met this gorgeous, gorgeous girl uh in 2020 i feel like 2020 was such a pivotal time in my life i know it was a pivotal time for most people because of covid but for me man it just like skyrocketed some amazing things but um in 2020 i came across this girl i had met her parents uh about four years ago in 2016 when i was left um to lead a discipleship training school and i just loved her parents like loved them they were just these amazing beautiful humans and I don't know that they had this gorgeous girl called Angela. I knew they had three daughters, but little did I know that four years later, our paths would cross. And we met each other. I loved her to bits, but she would say that I played a bit hard to get, but pretty much I just wouldn't dance to her tune. <laughs> so I kind of loved her through it. And she was very shocked that I wouldn't do it. But she stuck around and we are very good friends now and I call her family. So, um, Angela, why don't you introduce yourself, your age, where you're from, where you were born. I think that's fun. Where you were born and what you're doing now. Yeah, I'm Angela. I'm from originally from Papua New Guinea and Samoa, um, but I was born and brought up in Bangladesh um, and India as well. I'm 26 years old, um, and as Taffy said, I'm still with YWAM, um, based in Townsville at the moment. Um, we do a lot of work in Papua New Guinea and Australia, um, but based in Townsville at the moment. And yeah, just loving it. It's been good. Yay! We're so excited. I kind of know you. <laughs> I like to say that I know <laughs> you, but we like kind of know each other. <laughs> so I'm excited to like really chat more today. I'm so but... excited to be here. Yeah, Yay. and... I think it's so fun like bringing people on and because we're all from kind of different places like every time I feel like one of us gets to meet somebody new so it is so fun to have you on Angela and I'm just so excited for this episode too even though we've never met before I feel like I feel like we know you now because it's just it's sweet to have you here yes so with that we are going to ask you the question that we ask everyone um, of our guests which is is there a season in your life that the lord had taught you a lot about your identity and your worth and then through that season was there any tools that you have been able to walk out of that really helped you through that process or um, that he showed you to show you who you are in him yeah that um i love that question i think that um for me growing up with Christian parents, 
so much of my identity was put in what they saw me as and what the community around me saw me as. Um, and it was a very healthy environment. And so I often was like, okay, I'm strong. I'm a capable woman. I'm independent. Um, I know what I want and I can go after it. And I had seen that like throughout my life. Um, and it wasn't until I graduated high school that I really started seeing kind of cracks in my foundation and my confidence a little bit. And I started being like, okay, maybe I don't have everything together. Like maybe there's just some things I need to like look at a little bit. Cause like, where is this insecurity coming from? Or where is this fear coming from? And I just started like getting in my head so much about who I was. Um, and started struggling a lot with like, okay, I am seen as someone who's like super confident, but like I really struggle with knowing my worth. Um, and I really, when people tell me that I am a natural leader, like I don't believe that about myself. And like, I don't believe so many of the things that people are speaking over my life. And so it really got me into a place of like, just a lot of anxiety. And I think that that was the first time that I would say I experienced um, a level of depression as well. Um, and I would say a lot of my journey with identity and worth was mixed in with dealing with anxiety and depression. It came in waves. I'd say the, the anxiety after I graduated high school was pretty consistent, but the depression came in waves. Um, and a lot of it was tied to my worth and my identity. And it really came to a peak when um, actually last year, um, I had been in YWAM for two years, um, really felt settled in my role. Um, my role that I have here in YWAM is quite um, pressured, I would say. Um, and so there's a lot of responsibility that you take on. Um, you kind of don't know what each day is going to look like. And for someone who likes to be prepared, it was like, throw me in the deep end and just kind of deal with it and figure it out. Um, and so that was just a really interesting, um, place to be in as I was navigating anxiety and looking for a, a place of stability. And I, I really just struggled so much last year in that. I remember, um, you know, being given so much responsibility in ministry and being handed um, just a, a youth program that they really wanted me to take on and take leadership on. And I saw myself being in a position where I was being asked of things that in some ways I was waiting for for a long time. But then in the background, I was constantly in my head, like constantly feeling like I wasn't enough to be able to like do the, this and like carry out the responsibility. And it was just so conflicting. And I remember like spending evenings like just in bed, like crying because I was like, I can't do this. Like I'm not able to do this. And like, I don't feel like I have enough in me to do this, but like, how am I supposed to be like an advocate for hope if like I don't even feel that for myself? And so a lot of it was just this journey of, um, yeah, recognizing where I was at and needing to be something for, for people and feeling like I was never enough to, to do that. And so when you ask that question, that's really what comes to mind for me. That, okay, just right off the bat, I have to say, 
I think is gonna be so relatable for so many people. This like kind of imposter like feeling that we get or just like when maybe people can see things within us, but we ourselves are really struggling to either see it, feel it, have that confidence. I think like that is probably one of the most, or at least I think relatable things that, you know, as you were talking, it's like, wow. I also probably can relate maybe a little bit more to you as maybe some people, you and I also had similar positions when we were, oh, and I was in YWAM, so I definitely can relate to you in some of that, like, pressure, but I, I, like, one of my questions, I think, just as you were talking that came to mind is, do you think it was hard, because I know in my own journey, one of the things that was hard was to actually recognize where I was at, or, like, recognize uh, maybe some of the lies that I was believing or going through, what did that look like for you? And, and how did you kind of come to that realization that you were actually believing some of these lies or that you were actually kind of dealing with some of this stuff? Cause I know for me, that was, that was like the beginning, I feel like of the revelation of like, Oh, I have something to work through here, <laughs> but it took me to get to that point. You know, what did that look like for you? Yeah, absolutely. Like that, I mean, that's fully what I went through. I was, I would say it was the whole year that I really struggled, um, but I only came to the realization that I was struggling like maybe six months into it. Um, and it was really my, like people close to me, like my parents that were like, oh, you're like, you're not okay. Like what you're saying, because they had something to tie it back to. And so they had, like I said before, like there were waves of it. And so they knew if I was saying certain things or if I was struggling with certain things, um, it was tied back to things that like a feeling of depression or anxiety. Um, and they knew the level of depth when it was tied to, I'm not enough. Like it was personal. It was not something that I was doing, but it was like my very being. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that was like, it was conversations with them, but then it was also a thing where I found myself getting into a routine of just pouring out so much in ministry and then coming back and like literally crumbling in my bed because I just didn't have any energy for anything else. And then I would just do that daily, every day, like over and over again. And I remember thinking at a point, like maybe a month into doing that, like this isn't normal. Like this, like this is not what they mean by like fighting for something or like this is not like life in abundance. Like. I could see myself not living the scripture that I was like speaking out to people. And I remember feeling like, okay, yes, with ministry, like there's a certain level of give and like giving up things and laying down things. But this was very different. Like I felt like I was actually losing who I was and losing my life and the life that God had called me to because I wasn't able to like recognize that I wasn't okay. And once I did that, it was me being honest with God um, and me being able to like actually go to the Lord because until you do that, like you're just living in fairyland and you're just like, everything's good. I'm happy. Everything's great. Like God is good. Like this is great. Like we are living our best lives. And it just was not that I'm like, I'm clearly not if I'm crying every night. Um, and so it was just things like that, where I was like, something's off, but it really did take me a while to get to that point. 
um, for sure. Yeah, I I think sometimes we can like feel the weight, but what you said about like actually being vulnerable with the Lord, that is one of the biggest steps I feel like that causes the actual healing process to begin. You know, I think like that famous saying, like you can't heal from what you don't feel, but at that same time, it takes a lot to actually admit at the end of the day to ourselves that that is what is happening. Um, and uh, I think, I mean, okay, I have a question. I have one more question, but is it, I will let some of the other two, I feel like I'm kind of hogging you right now. Do you, Emily Taffy, I'll let you jump in with a question. I have one, but I'm going to share. I am thoroughly enjoying listening to this conversation that's happening right now. So I say go for it. I wish everybody could like see us because we're like hanging on every word that Angela is saying. Like we're just like, we're like, oh my gosh, yes, more. Oh yeah, that is so true. That is just the way. I'm like, I've heard this story a few times, but man, it feels like I'm hearing it again. I'm like, oh man, like that is just truth, man. Like people need to hear this. But um, I was just thinking about something like when you were um sharing, and one of the things that you know, you kept on saying that when you have to come face to face with God and be truthful. Um, so in that moment, when you came face to face with God and just were like, do you know what? I'm not okay. Things are not great. Lord, something just needs to give. Did it like magically just all of a sudden everything happened? Because I'm just thinking about this. Some people are going, yeah, but I keep having that conversation with God like every day. Like, come on, Jesus, come and help me. Nothing is changing. Um, what was that journey kind of like for you? Because we know that everyone's journey is different, but like just to share with us, like what was your journey in, yes, I've come to God with this thing that I'm struggling with, and then what kind of process did it take you to seeing your breakthrough and then walking out that breakthrough? Yeah, it definitely wasn't instant. It definitely wasn't like I recognized it and like God was like, okay, you're healed in Jesus' name and that was done. Like it definitely was not that I wish it was. Um, but I think the difference was beforehand. I like, I often talk about, like, I've been saying quite a bit that I would have those evenings where I'd come home and I'd just be crying. And I think the difference in that time when I recognized and was able to be vulnerable with the Lord was I wasn't crying alone. Like I, like I felt the presence of God in my room, like, and that it was hard. Like it was still difficult. It was still very painful, but like, I felt the presence of God in my room. And I remember like, I would sometimes like hold my own hands because I needed him to be tangible. Like I was so hungry for God in that time. And it was just a, it was a beautiful time of being able to show him my whole, I was, I was also recognizing so much of my heart in that time too, because I was expressing it to him. I wasn't expressing it to anybody else because I didn't feel safe enough to do that. Um, and I didn't feel like I was almost practicing vulnerability with him. Um, and it was this beautiful time of him almost coaching me in that and him coaching me in what it looked like to do that. And everything what came from an overflow of that time with God. And it would be like, I would say it was about three months of like daily going through that. Um, daily being able to like go to the Lord and be like, I'm feeling this way. I don't feel enough. 
I'm confused about this. These are the lies that I'm believing. And him just meeting with me every day and every night and him just talking to me. And it was so intimate in a way that I'd never experienced before. I grew up Christian, um, but I'd never experienced that level of intimacy with the Lord. Like it felt like the spirit of God was in my room and it was just so special. And it was three months of, of dealing with that and walking with God. And then it was towards the end of last year that um, I actually took a trip with some friends um, to a different part of Australia. And it was just over New Year's. And I remember one of the things that I said to God when I was really struggling was like, Lord, if I have to deal with this next year, like, I don't know how I'm going to be able to do it. And I almost created a bit of a timeline in my mind of like, if something doesn't give, like I, like I'm going to have to change something like I'm not okay. Um, and so part of that was like potentially pulling out of ministry, um, next year, like the following year, if I wasn't feeling great. Um, and there were so many thoughts in my mind about that. And we went for holiday and I remember having my quiet time that first morning. And you know, when God, you just feel God lean into you a little bit and he's like watch this and I just felt him say like watch this and it was one of those moments where I was like okay what but like what am I watching you're like you know something's gonna happen you know that he's true to his promises every time he speaks um but I was just like what is gonna happen and slowly slowly he just kept bringing me back to the word um, and he said, let's start from the beginning. Let's start in Genesis. Like, and so much of my like pride has come from growing up in a Christian family, having missionary like parents, knowing the word, living it out daily. Um, but in reality, it didn't re like, I didn't realize the tool that the wor word was to me, um, and that it could actually be something that I could like fight. Um, and fight with. And so like Hebrews um, 4.12 really comes to mind um, when I think about that is because it's like the word of God is alive and active. And I think I needed a tool to be able to fight. And I just felt like God was like, this is your tool. Like this is what you need to fight. And so I started, um, I felt like oh my goodness, like this is finally, like I'm finally going to see breakthrough. I know the tool that I have in my hand and it, it, like God has given me this and it's so exciting. And so I, I spent the whole holidays like really diving into God's word and you using it as a sword daily. And I felt myself fighting and it was so exciting because I felt like I was finally seeing hope rise up again. Um, and I was seeing like glimpses of it. And then I came back um, to to Townsville where I live and I um, I was a bit nervous because I had been on holiday and it's kind of that holiday bliss and you're just like, of course, everything is better on holiday. And so is this really working? Have I really been fighting like or was it just me loving my holidays? Um, and so I came back and. Um, I remember the first day I went back into the offices and um, was doing ministry and I just felt different. Um, and I felt like this is different. Like I feel a lot lighter. There's a peace that's with me. Um, I'm meditating on God's word and I feel refreshed by it. Um, and it just felt different. And then 
I would often do, um, we have a hill right next to our campus um, that it's a bit of a track and we hike up often. Um, and I would do that in the mornings every day while I was struggling with anxiety and depression last year. And um, I w it was my way of saying like, I'm not gonna sit here and just allow myself to sit in this anxiety and depression. I'm gonna fight this. And so I did that the first um, day back in the office and I remember walking up that hill and it was very different to anything I had ever experienced before. Um, I Most mornings would be filled with, God, how am I going to get through today? Like, I, I, like I need you. I'm nervous. I, I don't know how to deal with this. And that morning, I literally did not hear anything. Like, I, there were no thoughts in my mind. There was no fear in my mind. I just felt so at peace. I like felt like I was in heaven in some ways. And I remember asking God, like, God, what is this? Like, this is so different. Like, I don't know what this is. Like, what is happening? And I just felt God say, like, it is finished. Like, it it is finished. And I was like, wait, God, like, no, what do you mean by that? And he's like, exactly that. Like, it is finished. And I think that what gets me every time is he gave me a sword when I was like on holiday, like he gave me the word and was like, use this. And then I came back and he was like, you don't need to fight anymore. Like you don't need to do that. It felt like it was like I was preparing for battle. And in an instant he had to say one word and it was exactly that, like it was finished. Oh my goodness. And it's just amazing, just the nuggets of, of what you have shared. And 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 I think the, the amazing thing about your story, Ange, is that it was a journey and it was a process. Like, I know, like, some people might be listening to this and going, oh, was it her job that knocked her over the edge? Was it? I love that as you shared that story, you actually said, these were things that started way before I started doing the job that I'm doing you know, that might have put the pressure to highlight some things that were not okay inside of you. But as you went through the journey, God wasn't saying where you were working was the issue. Because we, we are blessed with so many loving and supportive people where we are in YOM and they, they are right there with us. But actually what was happening is that God was saying, your foundations, there's some things that are not okay. There's some things that I wanna make right. And you know what? While you're in this process, I am going to show up for you. I am going to show up and be God. And um, I just want to read um, Hebrews um, 4 verse 12 um, up until uh, verse 13 again, because I, I think so many times we know the beginning of that verse, but we actually don't dig deep into what this verse is actually doing. And, and the way you've explained that story is what actually happened in this verse. So in verse um, Hebrews 4, verse 14, it says, For the word of God is living and active. This is stuff that we know. Sharper than a double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joint and marrow. Dividing soul and spirit. Soul is the part of us, the fleshly part of us, our anxiety, our all that stuff that is not actually the spirit of God. It says it divides soul and and spirit so it's separating what is anxiety and what is not of the lord 
And then it's showing us what is the spirit of God. Um, and it says joint and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. God came in and he spoke truth over you. He spoke truth over those areas where lies had been. And then um, verse 19 goes, nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. And that's exactly like what had happened in your journey is that when that sword came in and it cut through and it separated what was soul, what was spirit. And I know like even now, and I know you're going to share a bit about this, but even now as you live in your everyday life, you're now able to know that, no, you're not along a part of my journey anymore. It, it is finished. It is done. But you're not able to see what is of the spirit and what is not of the spirit. So I, I'm just really praying that as we are sharing in this, people are hearing and hearing like the word of God, the power of the word of God and how it's there to be a tool to guide us. But also being reminded again of the character and nature of God, his love for us and how he's willing to come inside where we're at and walk with us along the journey. Yeah. I, especially too, kind of bouncing off of that task, I love Angela too, like when I listen to your story, one of the things that stands out to me is your, like when you are saying, once you realize kind of that you had a problem, your um, perseverance, I think, with and just like trust in the Lord through the process of like, I think when you're saying like, I grew up in a Christian home, like how kind of like, I feel like a lot of us who have, like you get into those situations in life and you're like, how is this happening to me? Like, I know truth. I know the word. I, how have I let myself get here or how did I get here? But just like, once you realize that you knew like going and spending time with the Lord was what you needed to do. And I think that sometimes that is hard when you're in a place where you're just like so depressed or you're so anxious like making time for that to go to the lord even when it doesn't feel like you even want to i don't know if that was your experience but just like from people that i've spoken to in the past of just like i don't know if this is even what i feel like doing right now but like i know this is right and like that is one of the things that i think is also so sweet about the lord is he meets us there even when our hearts are not all in it or we're just like desperate for anything that he can give us and just like your perseverance through it and then just like knowing this is not happening like I love that you said like I wish it was instant but it's not and I think for so many people that is the that's their story God I want this and it's like that continual like please God just take this away now take this away now but then what you said too about the sweetness of your time in like desperation and I love that picture that you that you painted and that you did of just like holding your own hands because you needed a tangible feeling from the Lord and just like the sweet picture that that is of how God was with you in those moments and and then it wasn't until months later that he gave you the revelation of his word and the sword and and then this, I love the completion of the story and it truly is like so moving of just him saying like it is finished and I think that that is such a beautiful picture in this specific story but also like ultimately what Jesus did for us on the cross and how cool to see it come full circle and I think just like hopefully encouraging for people who are not full circle yet 
to continue and persevere and like if you're not going to the word and like I love that you read this taff and like one of the parts that stood out to me was it's like my version says discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart we sometimes don't even know what's going on inside of our own heads but like when we go to the word of God and when we seek seek him first like I think he I know like the Lord brings clarity to the parts of our brains that are just so deceived honestly by Satan like the lies that he puts in our heads and things like that that like when we go to the word like this is our this is our sword this is what we fight with and then seeing like just where where he can bring you so ultimately what I'm saying is I just love your perseverance and I pray that people would hear it and be encouraged that even if you're in the midst of the battle and maybe your battle's been years but that like the Lord's promises are true and he will help you through it and I think that like if you're not going to the Lord in this stage of your life to fight the battle of depression and anxiety like you have to go to the Lord because he has conquered it like through 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 Jesus and it does look different and I know that we like one of the things that like I know Mandy has talked about um but is like counseling and going to counselors or people what what would be your perspective on that Angela what do you think about counseling and stuff like that yeah I I personally love counseling um that was that was something that I um started straight um after shortly after my first like wave of depression um and so it was like right when i was starting university um i felt like i didn't have the tools to be able to like walk myself through um that and i was i was very young at the time too and i i didn't really know again i talk about like vulnerability being so key but i if you don't know what that looks like it's so hard to even allow yourself to let people in. And so I I needed someone to break it down for me, to be able to ask me questions and to be able to kind of pull out the things that I couldn't naturally do myself because I wanted it to be something where I was able to see what was in my hand and what I was struggling with, but I couldn't do that myself. And everyone's so different. Um, but for myself, I really needed someone to be able to do that because I wouldn't naturally be one to talk about my feelings or to talk about my struggles. Um, and again, it was it was coming from a place and a level of pride as well because I think I prided myself in being dependable and being someone who people could count on. And so if in order to do that, I couldn't be struggling. And so I think that that was where counseling really helped me was it was showing me what it looks like to live a life of vulnerability, to live a life um, of truth and allowing people to like meet me in that place and allowing that to be the standard that I live by rather than just um, going off of how much other people would say and be like, okay, I'm not going to share too much because like, that's a lot for you. Um, and so I'm just going to give like a little bit of vulnerability here and there, but like, other than that, no, let's not go there. Um, and so when I, when I started counseling, she just delved in deep and I was really, um, 
cautious of like making sure that I was choosing a counselor that was also Christian. Um, she's a family friend that like loves the Lord. Um, she actually doesn't like at that time, she didn't live in, um, like the location that I lived in. Um, so everything was over zoom, um, which really worked well for me. I felt like there is a separation there, um, that I needed in order to allow for her to have perspective on people that wasn't like, she wasn't constantly around too. And I felt freedom and trust in that place. Um, so I think a lot of it is also finding the type of counselor that works for you and that like, um, you, are able to connect with well. Um, and instantly, like, I think that that was what was so special about, um, my counselor was that we did our first session and she, it was more so of just seeing if it would work and if, if she could serve me well, um, is what she said. Um, and so that, that took the pressure out of committing to something where it was like, okay, for the rest of your life, <laughs> once a week, you're going to have to like meet with me and talk about like your deep and darkest things. Like it, that just felt so daunting. And so it was so nice being able to have just that one session and she, and then it was like, yes to another, yes to another. And step by step, um, I would open up more and more. And it just felt like a really, um, sweet process. But yeah, I think so much of it is also allowing yourself to lean into the body of Christ. Um, and so I see it as that as well. Um, we want, like, we aren't, we don't make up the whole body of Christ ourselves. Um, and so recognizing that and recognizing that I'm a part of something bigger and overcoming my isolation through, being able to reach out and say, I need help was a battle one in itself. I legitimately feel like people are going to like re-listen to this episode a million times because you have said so many golden nuggets that I'm going to go back and like, okay, I want to write this down. And it truly, because I think there's so many things that you're saying that are so helpful to, um, maybe even somebody who doesn't have the same story of like even depression and anxiety, but I think there's so many relatable things that you're saying that just happen in our day-to-day -day life. And I think for a lot of us, it is hard to be vulnerable in some of those areas. And uh, I mean, everything from like kind of going way back in your story, even having people around you in that season to say, hey, I'm, I'm letting you know, like for you as your parents, but for them to be able to point out in your life something's not okay and you allowed their voices and you allowed them to speak into your life and having that heart position to be like okay yes like i really just need to heed what you're what you're saying and, and allow that in and then everything from like you know what not feeling maybe safe but doing that with the lord because there's safety there and then um, one of my questions kind of out of that and you just touched on it so perfectly but what did that look like for you in this season maybe like having had started counseling going into that place where you're still not feeling safe maybe with the people around you so you die like you dove into that time with the lord kind of what was it after your holiday or what did that kind of turning point look like for you to invite the people that were around you in that season into maybe your situation that you were in to allow just like that support that you needed through that season like when was that turning point to kind of let people into that for you yeah it was um i think that one thing that really shifted was my ability to be open with people. I started seeing my, I think I, 
I felt a level of um, almost like disappointment um, with my with the people close to me at that time um, because they in my mind, they weren't there for me, but I also didn't allow them to be. So it was a mixed bag where I was like, I feel disappointed in you for not being there for me last, like last year, but also I didn't allow for it to happen. So I can't really be angry at that. And I really just felt the Lord say like, just talk to them now. Like, like allow them to be part of the journey now. Um, because you still you as much as you've seen breakthrough as much as you've seen healing. Um, it's not like, it's not done in a sense where the battles we face are daily. Um, and so it's like really walking in that healing, allowing yourself to like walk from that place of, um, having won the battle, but knowing that the battle we face are daily. I don't know if that makes sense, but in my mind, that's how I, how I feel. Um, and so with that, it was like, no, this, this time it's different. Like I'm not, it's not just me and God, but it's me, God, and all of the people in my family. And that family is my friends. It's my parents. It's my sisters. It's this like huge amount of people that like love me so much and want to fight for me, but need to know that they're allowed to do that as well. Um, and it's allowing space for them in my heart to be able to walk with me in this journey of life. And I think a lot of it was just allowing space for people um, and not just filling up my time with my own thoughts, but really allowing space for them to meet me in a place that like, I just really needed them. And so I, I started telling my story a lot to the people close to me. Um, and for for so many of them, it was so freeing. Like they, they related to so many elements of my story. Um, it was think it was putting words to things that they were either experiencing in the moment or had been experiencing, um, before. And it almost, um, it was so encouraging for them and it made them feel like there was hope. Um, and there was so much to be hopeful for. And I think being able to be that for each other, like, it's so beautiful because they'll remind me of my story. Like they'll remind me of the promises that God has placed on my life. And from that place of openness and from that place of allowing people to be and come alongside me, not just to serve in ministry, but to be part of every part of my life and not just one element of my life. Um, it then allowed them to be able to like fight for me in a way that I didn't think was possible. And that, that like really deep, intimate relationships, it's just so beautiful. Seriously, we could like just keep asking you questions for forever, I feel like, because this is like so, so, so good. But I know that we do have to start wrapping up. But Emily Taff, um, was there anything else that you wanted to just ask before we wrap up or say um, before we close, I'll just say something and I was debating like, do I wait until we're off the camera to say this or not? But I'm just going to say it now. Um, I just kind of like want to just thank you, Angela, for being here and like sharing your heart. And I just feel like, I don't know why, like I'm getting emotional about this, but like, I just feel like the Lord is shining like so bright through your story and like 
I love, like, I even think about, like, my own story and, like, stories in my life. And, like, when we go through the hardest times in our life, and we will go through more hard times in our life, but when we can look back at them and see, like, Jesus, I think that that is just such a beautiful thing. And just, like, it makes me be like, okay, Lord, like, the hard times are hard, but if I get this intimate, close relationship with you from it, then let it be, like, let it come because I desire that and I want that. And I think that like through, through like just seeing, I don't know how, I don't know, I just see Jesus. Like I see him so clearly in your story and I like, I pray that as people listen and hear, like, you're 26 years old, you're young, but you have, like, so much wisdom, and, like, that can only come from Jesus, and I just, like, am encouraged that you're sharing, and, like, for other people, I hope they're encouraged to share their stories, because whether you're someone who is dealing with mental health or has dealt with mental health, like, or is or like maybe it's not in your story yet, but it's still an encouraging story of like the goodness of God. And I just, I don't know, I just so appreciate you sharing it because I think it just shows so well, just like how loving and big God is even in the deepest, hardest times of our life. So thank you so much for sharing. Oh, Angela, what's, what a joy what a joy it has been to have you here and thank you so much for sharing that i think um there wasn't a dry eye um on these screens when you started tearing up because oh man what an honor and a privilege it was to walk that season out with you angela like from the day that i met you to see god come through victoriously step and step that you took the fight that you had inside of you the the never giving up even when things were down and there were some dark days <laughs> and you know and there were times but it's it's seeing god come through time and time again so um thank you so much for joining us we have loved having you we could talk to you for another hour and just want to learn more and more of what god has taught you but um, as we're wrapping up and we're saying, um, yeah, as we're saying goodbye, we just pray that as people are listening, you know, as Emily said, start these conversations, you know, start talking to each other, start sharing with, with each other. But, you know, it's that place of actually you come to God first. And as you come to God, God will show you people that are safe that will give you that safe space to be able to share the things you need to, that will champion you, that will see who you were created to be, who God has created you to be, and speak that out even when you don't see it yet. So um, stick around. We have our challenge of the week and we have our prayer action for this week. And uh, yeah, thank you so much, Angela. Well, oh my goodness, that was just the best episode. If you're like me, you definitely will go back 
and just re-listen to that because there are so many golden nuggets. And thank you so, so much for coming on again, as Emily said, and just sharing your heart with us. But we do have our personal challenge and our prayer challenge to close us out for today. So your personal challenge is going to be um, writing down Hebrews 4.12 daily. So we really believe that there is just power in writing it down, seeing it, um, it causes us to stop and just meditate on the word um, instead of sometimes I think we can just breeze through when we read it and it doesn't we can't stop and really think about it. So our challenge is for you to write down Hebrews 4:12 every day so we can let it soak in. So M, do you have a prayer challenge? I do. Um, because we were talking about just the power of the word and, we believe that God's word is living and active. Um, in my own life, I grew up in a Christian home too, and I read the Bible every day in school. I went to a Christian school, all of that, but like never had that hunger and thirst that I so desperately desired. And I would say probably from high school on until just recently in the last couple years I would say 2020 again for me too like God has I prayed that so much and it wasn't that I wasn't reading my Bible it just I just wanted that like thirst that every day I have to I have to read and I want to be in the word um, and so I prayed every day that God would just give me that desire and that thirst and so that is our prayer challenge for you guys is that if you don't have that just thirst for the word, that you would pray that God would give you that desire in your heart to want to read and um, just that knowledge and understanding that the word is so much more powerful, I think, than we even realize. And um, just understanding kind of from even Angie's story of the power of the word in her daily life. Um, just to be encouraged by that. So prayer challenge is pray that God would give you that thirst for his word. Um, again, thank you, Angela, for joining us. I am going to pray out the episode, and I hope that you all have a wonderful rest of your week. Dear Jesus, I just thank you for this time that we get to be here together and just chat with Angela God and hear her heart and um, just truly see you through her story, God. And um, you are just such a faithful, faithful God, Lord, that you do not leave your children to go through hard times on their own, Lord. And we are so thankful for that, God. I pray that this week as we just go about our weeks, God, that we would be um, just open and aware of your word, God, that we have a tangible part of you, God, that your word is tangible, that we can open it up and read it every day, God, um, that we would see the power in that and that we would combat whatever lies and schemes that the devil is just using in our lives, God, whether it's anxiety or depression or other things, God, that you would um, just show us your power through your word, God, that we would be um, just aware, again, of just the power that we have in your word and the access that you have given us to it, God. I pray for safety and health this week. Um, I just thank you for this time again and for your goodness, God, in Jesus' name. Amen.
Thanks so much for listening to Created Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to whatever platform you're listening on. And you can find us at created.podcast on Instagram and also on our website at youarecreated.com. Hope you join us next week. But until then, don't forget you are created.